M grads in the building. How y'all doing today? Yeah. Hey. It was meant to happen. The most trusted going triple platinum. Link with Mac, link with Feed if I'm down in batting. Link with Tez, link with C when I'm down in Jackson. Just got back overseas, I was the main attraction. This ain't them, this is me, so you know what's cracking. I mean, it's not even a doubt, you know what I'm about. Before I made it out, I said I've got to make it out, and I did. I did. I really did. If I have to die, which I imagine I will, I don't imagine it, I just know I'm gonna have to. I want to die like my father. My father died fucking. He did, man. He was 57. Woman was 18. He came and went at the same time. I love Richard Pryor. I was raised on Richard Pryor. Um, the only good thing my punk ass daddy did put in my life was Richard Pryor. And I mean, I was just, he introduced me to Richard Pryor and Quincy Jones. I'll give him credit for that. But um, there's nobody funnier to me than Richard Pryor. Like, if you heard Richard Pryor's stuff, like that nigga's crazy. He's one of the best. That one of the. I mean, I've listened to that album. I know it by heart. We listen to that album every day. Like he pick us up from school and that album beyond, and we would be crying every day. How about he snorted up Peru and like, like when the fucking <laughs> when the UFOs landed in Oakland, like. That's just some like shit you don't even like. They don't do that anymore. And come on, dude. Every comedian you talk to, every single one, George Carlin, name them, Louis C.K., any of them, uh, Kevin Hart, Richard Pryor, Ed, I mean, excuse me, Kevin Hart, Eddie Murphy, any of them, any of them, their favorite comedian is Richard Pryor. Every single one. Because, like, <sighs> Richard Pryor had everything. How his voice would change, you know, the voices, the different voices, like just it, the things, the, the right emphasis on the right words. Like, it's just, it's like an art, you know, like Patrice O'Neill, guys like that. Like you talk to them, rest in peace, like, you know, guys like that, Robin Harris, they all like Red Fox, Dick Gregory, Richard Pryor, all of them. So that's just me. I think that um, Richard Pryor is really good. And like, I grew up in the HBO era when it was like, they needed filler stuff. So they would do a lot of stand-up comedy jams. And like Martin Lawrence is one of the, is, I mean, come on, his stand-ups are just unreal. Like to me, I mean, I, I, I was a kid watching, you know, when uh, his movie came out, You So Crazy. I mean, come on, dude, that, that's just like, that was in the heyday. Like that was yeah. right. Comedy jam. And like right before he blew up, blew up. We'll never see nothing again where people was really, hunting for a comedy album like it was a music album and stopping what they was doing like i can say my dad was like i used to have to go like hide and go listen to this album because you couldn't listen you couldn't play it in the house like you that's not a thing no more like ain't nobody really finna stop and doing like oh did they do drop this special let me go like i gotta stop doing what i'm doing to go hear this and go watch it like 1500 times them first two richard Pro like live on sunset folks not making that bro they're not making it, and that was and that was deemed one of his one of his com uh, commercial failures too. Like they had people, a lot of people didn't like the critics didn't like that one. I've watched it a couple of times. That was the one when he came back from 
uh, lighting himself on fire. Um, I didn't think it was that bad, but like, I, it wasn't anything like that nigga's crazy or was it something I said? Was it something I said is amazing also. Was it something I said is, is just, uh, man, it's, it's comedic. It's just, it's just classic. You know, it's just classic. Like he's, it's man, his standups are just unreal. And just the things he said, if he, he sing timeless stuff. Like if, if you listen to his stuff now, it's, it's nothing changed. And that's the thing. Like you listen to the speeches and a lot of the stuff. I mean, the only thing that changes is the year, not, the, not, not what's going on. Who's your favorite comedian, Tony? Lavelle Crawford. Oh, he, he's, he's hilarious. But you ask him who his favorite comedian is, he's going to say Richard Pryor. I mean, when I say, when you say Richard Pryor, though, that really don't count. He's like, he's he's like, like Shaq, god. right? Yeah, he's like Shaq. Yeah, he's like a god. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Richard Pryor isn't like LeBron tier things. Like, you don't even care because he just, he's just that good. I will say that I was surprised you said Richard Pryor. You seem more like a Kevin Hart type of person. Man, get the. You being disrespectful, bro. You being mad disrespectful, man, for no reason. For no reason. When it comes to comedy. For no reason. But you can't, hey, Kevin Hart's first couple specials when he was when he was grinding, they were hilarious. And you can't sit up here and say they're not because his memes are still used. You can't say they weren't funny. I don't understand the Kevin Hart hate because, like, his first specials was good. Like, it wasn't like he was trash and he came up. Like it went, like if he had the Tiffany Haddish come up, I could see people hating on him, like like they hate on him. Man. But he didn't. Like he he organically came up. Like he really funny in situations. I mean, his his um I think he I mean him him and his movies were, were the, the movies he did except Soul Plane, but he loves Soul Plane. But I think he was funny in some of his I, now the Jamali movies he was great. Yeah. But the the stuff he's in with The Rock, I, I watched um, Central Intelligence and it I lasted like fifteen minutes. So I was like, I can't watch this. So you don't like what? Um, I didn't watch Central Intelligence. I did watch the Jumanji and stuff. I haven't seen. I, I haven't seen those. I saw like a couple minutes of those, but I haven't really. I haven't really paid attention to those because that's just not my kind of movie. I'm a, like a. That's just like I mean, come on, dude. That's not Tropic. That's not Tropic Thunder. Like Tropic Thunder is like. But nah, you ain't grow up on Jumanji, though. So it hit no, you. I didn't. No, I didn't. And I the well, Jumanji I grew up on was the Robin Williams, the yeah. real one. So For like the, the good one. So like yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't see the. New, I didn't see the the revamped one with Rock, and Kevin Hart and Jack Black. But Jack Black was in was in uh, Tropic Thunder. So you know you want to give it a shot, but like. There can there's that, that Tropic Thunder is just like that. That's a there's not too many movies made like that. That's just pure comedic brilliance. I don't even think I've seen Tropic Thunder. Would you say? I don't think I've ever seen Tropic Thunder. Oh, Tony, Tony, bro. I'm not gonna lie to you. I would have to Google. It. Let me Google you, it. You got it. Which when Robert Downey Jr. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's the movie. Okay, played the Australian that. playing a black guy. Like, yeah, when he and, was, yeah, he was, he was great in that role. As controversial as it was, he was it great. wasn't controversial. See, here's the thing: it's not controversial because he really wasn't doing blackface. He was playing a character, playing a character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, and that's why he um he got nominated for an Oscar in that movie because Stiller was OD in this movie though. Gotta but, give Stiller his credit. 
that's okay. First of all, he was so good of an actor in that movie. You really can't get mad at him because it wasn't like he was like, he wasn't Sambo in the, the role. He was playing, he, was, he played the shit out of it. I don't care what anybody says. Like, it's comedy, okay? It's not minstrel show, okay? He didn't have blackface on and, and, and tap dancing and, you know, massive yeah. this. And he wasn't, he, what dude. You think about, what you think about people trying to censor comedians? Comedy is supposed to make you uncomfortable. Like, that's the whole thing of, of comedians. Have they're, you seen that? supposed uh, to make you uncomfortable with their stuff. And that's have what Dave Chappelle does and Rock, Chris Rock does. Have you seen the, the clip of the, of the dude talking about abortion? Corey, Corey Holcomb. Corey Holcomb. Yeah, there you go. That's his name. Hey, Corey Corey's from Chicago. Like, I've, I, bro, man, I thought that was hilarious, bro. Corey, hey, he, he, he is the type of comedian that <clears throat> makes you uncomfortable. And you're like, ha, ha, ha. But that's how comedy's supposed to be. People say you can't say that in 2020. Yes, you can. It's comedy. There's nothing off limits in 2020 in comedy. Nothing. People just need to stop being sensitive and laugh because it's comedy. But no, it's not funny. And that's the whole thing of comedians. They're not supposed to. They're telling you the truth. But it's funny because they're comedians. Like, I don't think Chris Rock is funny. Like, at all. You're like, wait, what? Is he funny? Yes, Chris Rock is hilarious. But are his, like, his stand-ups? He's telling the truth. And it's just like you're laughing because the way he says it. But if you listen to what he's saying, it's not funny at all. He's telling nah, the truth. I could, I could, I could, like I his could. bit about his bit about bullets. If bullets cost five thousand, not like that's that's genius. There's nothing funny about that, but it's hilarious what he said. Man, they put fifty thousand dollars worth fifty thousand dollars worth of bullets in that nigga. He must have done something wrong. Like that's just comedic genius. Uh, we was in. I went to see Chris Rock in person in Alabama, and Chris Rock looked at a crowd in Alabama. And said, "I want to do the cops ever think about that killing in the calendar. Like, should we, uh, should we mix it up sometimes? Like, should we shoot a Corey or a Josh?" He's like, "Imagine a white mom on TV saying, no peace, no quiche.'" And I'm like, "Bro, this is a bold man, bro. This is a bold man. We in front of a room full of white people. We in Birmingham, Alabama, bro. And this man said, police." Should think about killing more other people so it wouldn't look as, as obvious. I'm like, and I'm crying laughing. I was even dying laughing, but it was just the afterthought like that. He really did a bit in Alabama. So I really respect him for that because he could have not made it out of there. No, yeah, I know. But see, that's the whole thing about comedy. Comedy is supposed to push the agenda, it's supposed to push the envelope. <clears throat> and people are saying you can't say that in 2020. When Donald Trump was the president for four years, and he's talking about grabbing by the pussy, when he's when he's mocking when he's mocking a disabled person, okay, when he's locking kids in cages, all right, when he's basically he, when he's I don't want to keep going and talk about that dude, but let's just like let's, I'm tired of people saying you can't say that in 2020, like these, these just just stop, okay, that's the whole thing. It's like we got too many keyboard warriors, you know. Like, I like what another thing is too though is they not trying to censor white comedians. They trying to censor black comedians. They not. They not going. They not going to tell Louis. Well, C. well, well, it's a. It's a. Di- well, here's the thing. Guys like Louis C.K. and George Carlin. You had to be a cer- certain kind of um, co- comedic fan to listen to them. Like they're not for all white people. Even for the liberals. Even for the liberals. They're. They're still. They're still. There's. 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 Because they tell the truth. Grats, who is the um, get or done dude? 
Larry the Cable Guy. Larry the Cable, yeah, Larry the Cable Guy. He he, <laughs> he what? That's a funny white man. Yeah, no, yeah, he's funny, but to me, it's like that comedy is it's not it's not envelope pushing. It's um it's like just fuzzy comedy for for, for the genre, you know. It's really good. It's like it's like it's like pop comedy, you know. Yeah. It's, not, it's not it's not gonna like like what Dave Chappelle is doing when he's ta- he's taking it back to like Dick Gregory and Red Fox era. Like you know, he's telling it like straight how it is, you know. Like Richard Pryor when 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 he first started <clears throat> when he was young, he he would he wasn't as radical as they were, but as he got older. He saw when he and you know when they would when they would talk to him and they were telling him you're like yo son you're gonna be really big, and then like Bill Bill Cosby tried to try to come to Richard Pryor too and tell him he shouldn't cuss and Bill and, and and Richard Pryor said get the fuck out of my face nigga like I ain't on that shit so um um Bill Cosby Bill Cosby did that to everybody he did it to Eddie Murphy would you say does he count as a comedian. Oh yeah, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby's hilarious. I mean, the stuff he did, but he—he's very smart, you know. Like, and it's funny because my uncle, the the artist Ernie Barnes, him and uh Bill Cosby. Like, my uncle said that he felt Bill Cosby sometimes felt intimidated when they'd be in rooms together, um, because you know they both play football. But my uncle played in the NFL. You know, my uncle came out of the NFL, and he was an artist, and he was very, 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 very successful. Obviously, as you guys know, painted the Good Times and paintings and uh, Marvin Gaye album cover, amongst many other things. You know, Lakers Showtime again. He started, but uh, anyways, so um, um, Bill Cosby, as I was saying, my uncle and them, like, because he just whatever. So he felt kind of like uh, I wouldn't say intimidated, but like he looked at my uncle and sounded kind of like you know. Yeah, I think um, I can see Bill Cosby being that way. Yeah, so but um I think Bill Cosby is, is funny. Um I think he's very smart. His his comedy was very smart. You know, the bit about, you know, his 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 brother being called God damn it, him being called all right, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's that's pure. That's just and he didn't cuss and I mean, but I think Bill Cosby was Hmm. I can't see. I can't say like Sammy Davis Jr. because Sammy Davis Jr. went came into a completely different time, and Sammy Davis Jr. Is, wasn't a comedian; he was an entertainer. Um, like Jamie Fox, like Jamie Fox came on as as a comedian, but as as he got the stage, you know, in his comedy specials, he'd sing and he'd show you his talent. You know, obviously his his acting is is. I mean, there's nothing better. Like if you've seen the soloist, it's just like. Forget Ray. If you've seen the solo, it's just, just it's, that's just him and Robert Downey Jr. Or like, if you watch that movie, you, you can just see that they're fighting. They're, they're like they're trying to big each other. They're trying to outact each other, and this the movie's just amazing. But, sorry, would you say? With um, with um, with people like Jamie Foxx, is that um, the solo was wasn't that great of a movie? But we're not gonna talk about that. The acting was. I think the, the movie may not have been, but the acting was. You can't say the I acting think, wasn't. Is Jamie Foxx one of those two won an Oscar for that movie? I think Jamie Foxx is one of those people they tried to put in like a box 
Mm-hmm. And you just can't do that. You just got to let him be creative. Like, I'm really excited about his Mike Tyson movie. Oh, man. I, know. I oh, think he man. I think he was unreeling Django. Oh, dude. He, dude, he was... I actually, I actually thought he did. But see, really when you well. play, when you play, see, here's my thing: when you play parts like like Django, when you play parts like when Quentin Tarantino comes to you, fucking higher than a million kites, and he's like, "Okay, this is what's gonna happen. Okay, you're gonna be going around with a bounty hunter, okay, and you're gonna be the black guy during the slave times, and you're gonna be above everybody. Like you're, he's telling you this. He's and it's just like you're wearing a crazy suit." And and you're gonna and they're gonna think you're a hero. You're gonna come on the plantations early, Shaggy. Like who doesn't want to play that part? Who doesn't want to play that part? Like True. it's just I feel like that part true. wouldn't hit the same if it wasn't Jamie Foxx. Would you say no? Exactly, yeah. and that's why Quentin Tarantino went to Jamie Foxx. That's why Quentin Tarantino but, got Brad Pitt to play Inglorious like Bastard. Daniel, if if it was like Daniel Kulaye, it would have flopped. Nah, see, see, okay, then let's let's go to that, okay? Because this is the 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 where the where the black actors. American black American actors have problems with the British actors. Like you see some guys sometimes talking shit on Twitter uh, about, about, the uh, about the, about the, because I mean, British actors want to, you know, the guy who plays Snowfall is British. Um, and um, Daniel, I think that get out would have been better. It was an amazing movie would have been better if, and he didn't do a bad job would have been better to me if they had an American black actor there because there are certain scenes in there where the reactions weren't how a uh, American black person would react. Not all of them. Um, especially when somebody's, especially when the dude thing was important. Yeah. And then the running and then the, when they do, when they were, he was running at him at the, at the, yeah. the night, he just like, Whoa, like, nah, dude, you're going to put your hands up. Like nigga, what the fuck is you like, doing? And then when you hit that, yeah. when he banks that turn, when he banks that turn, you're like, that nigga crazy or something. Like there's nothing like, like that movie's not gonna age well though anyway, Grass. That's really true. That's that that movie true. wasn't. It was made for the moment. For the time, but it wasn't yeah. made for us though. Yeah, that was made for white people. That's true. I think. I think. I, nah, but I think that movie gonna age well because one thing, we don't got no other movies like that. But it's one of the movies where I haven't been. I haven't yearned to watch it again. I haven't either. So I think I think that's part like the problem. Like I watched it once when I first saw it, then I watched it again. But I haven't really like went back and like, damn, let me watch Get Out. So I no. think that might be like that. Like, like I feel like my kids would probably be like, wow, this is a good movie. But like I've seen it to the point where I'm just like, you know, yeah, it's a good movie. Like whatever. Yeah, like, I mean, Jordan Peele is is very smart. I like I I wasn't I wasn't a <laughs> I was not a fan of theirs. Me at, either. At, at all, I was not a fan of Key and Peel at all until um, what was the name of that movie with the cat? Um, when come on, what's the name of the movie with the cat? Oh, My brother-in-law just told me what it was. That's some. It got to be a weird movie. That man. That man sat me down and made me watch Midsummer. I ain't never forgave him. Oh, I haven't seen that, but listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Keanu. <laughs> listen to me. Is comedic genius. Okay. Especially the part when he has the gangbangers. <laughs> he has the gangbangers in the car and he puts them on to George Michael and he's telling <laughs> he's explaining to them how George Michael's from the, it's just the most, it's just brilliance. Okay. Plain and simple. That movie is amazing. And that's when I became fans of theirs because I was like, okay, 
for them to make that George Michael scene as funny as it was, like you have to be good for that. So I, I give him credit. But um, yeah, Trout, I feel you about Get Out. It, it wasn't made for us. It was there were some things. But I, I get what you're saying. But um, what, but when it comes to like comedy, there's just there's very there's very there's very few guys who are doing it how it should be done now. Um, everybody's mad at Kevin Hart, but it's like, dude, Kevin Hart is rich. Like, he's really rich, okay? And it's just like your favorite rapper. Like, Jay-Z doesn't have anything to rap about anymore. Plus, he's 52. It's like, what is Jay-Z really going to say? You know what I'm saying? Or how does, no, he's, yeah, he's 50-something, or he's 50, whatever, however old he is. He doesn't, what is, nobody, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's... Yeah, Jay-Z kind of rubbed me the wrong way, talking about he want to educate black people on art. And mentioned in Picasso, like, like black people can just walk. Well, the here's story. the thing: he, 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 bro. He's only, he's on. He I only mean, knows what he's been told, though, Tony. Like, true. I'm not trying to, and I'm not trying to say he doesn't know what he's talking about in that sense of that. But like, he only knows what he's told. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, and that goes right. with like, um, <clears throat> he's gonna say Picasso, and then you ask him about the black artist, he's gonna say, oh, Basquiat. It's like. Like, bro, it's a lot more to, to to the wave than that. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like not even. I mean, it, it it's just you know, it's just what they're told. It's just like certain people, you know, like you know, it, it's it's sad, dude. But like, it's what they want you to know because they want you to spend money on the certain things, and it's not his fault. But yeah, um, but yeah, the Kevin Hart special. I watched it. There are some funny parts. But like guys, he's he's in his basement in his house, and he's getting paid millions to 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 do comedy, okay. And he's got his close friends there. There's nobody there he didn't know. If Dave Chappelle did that, there would be no issues, and I love him. Do you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, it's just like, Kevin Hart, dude. Like he's he's a machine. You understand? And it's just like people, he's like, he's gotten to a certain level where it's like, he doesn't need to do comedy. He doesn't even need to make movies. Like you guys are talking about him on clubhouse and he's invested in that app. Like he's not, he's, he's, he's good. You want to know something funny, Grizz? Huh? Bill Cosby really was one of the first people to do this. And the thing is my generation is so young. We don't know this. Bill Cosby was doing fat Albert. Duh. Bill Cosby was doing CBS Fox tapes. Like, he was one of the few black dudes where you was able to go in a store and go buy his special. Yeah. Bill Co- you grew up with Bill Cosby on the electric company, dog. Yes, he did that's every voice. Hair. He did every voice on Fat Albert. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, are you serious? He made Jello good. Like, like he made Jello like people bought Jello from him because he was selling Jello, pudding pops. No one ever go in the 80s and be like, hey man, Bill Cosby sold out because he he reaching other audiences now, like no one was doing that because they're stupid. And well, that, that and 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 you couldn't say that because he had shows like 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 Fat Albert. Yeah, family shows, fam. Like, what yeah. did you expect from Kevin Hart? Like, just say you don't like his jokes. No my, more. Thing, just- my thing, my thing about Bill Cosby and the difference between Bill Cosby and Kevin Hart was that Bill Cosby was like an anchor in the community. Like Bill Cosby was like a he was a legend way before he even got old. You know what I'm saying? He been old my whole life. So like with Kevin Hart, is like 
like he younger, you know what I'm saying? So I guess that people think, and then when you look at comedians like Dave Chappelle, you look at like, like them comedians rarely ever flopped. Like they oh. were so prepared. Like even if they flopped, you wouldn't even know about it because they only brought the best to the table. And like you think I love about Dave Chappelle. <laughs> go ahead, that go ahead. Flopping. Go. I love Dave Chappelle, but there's a li- there's a little bit of revisionist history with Back. him. Um, I love him, but tone. Um, I know he had a special on HBO. Mm. Half baked, half baked was was half baked. Half baked was cracking. Okay, his it little spit, his little stint, but his, his but half baked was a cult classic. It really wasn't a commercial success. Okay, I was there. Trust me, I saw it in college. Um, what, uh, his little stint in in the Nutty Professor, and then the, the HBO special. Like Dave Chappelle wasn't cracking. Until he got that, until he got the Chappelle show, then he got the Chappelle show, and it was so good, so fast that it became well, a cultural phenomenon. And I remember because I remember I wish Jay Ivy was here on the show. I remember because um, how it how fast it took off, you know. And then you had he had Kanye on the show, like that was quick. And then he, you know, he loved Most Def and all those guys, and he became a part of the. He he ingrained himself in the culture, okay, and because when he was before, he they he they wanted him after half baked they wanted him to be a certain way, and he was like, man, I ain't on that. And then he he came out with the show, and then who did he get to write a show? Just like just like Travis said, Paul Mooney. You know, yeah, he got he bro. got all the he got all the heavyweights of old comedy to write his shows to help all the write writing Richard stuff basically. Yeah, yeah, Neil Neil helped him write. Half baked at twenty six, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's so crazy. it's just like it's just like I'm not trying to say Dave Chappelle wasn't he's always good, but after his Chappelle show, and then he just figured out like, yo, I'm not anybody's fucking puppet, and so he's like, fuck it, I'm taking it. I'm I'm done. I'm walking away. He walked away from. Hart got a few specials grads, but just they're just unacceptable, bro. He got a few specials. It's 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 very hard to do skit comedy. That's why guys like Keenan Ivy Wayans, Keenan Ivy Wayans don't Keenan Keenan Ivy Wayans don't get the flowers. Don't get the flowers that um, that they should. Hold on, hold on. But the Wayans are a legend. It ain't a black person in the world that ain't never seen the Wayans brothers or don't know the song. Ain't that right? Kevin Harding on these people level, bro. No, but the Wayans I'm brothers. Sorry. The Wayans like, brothers. This is where we at with this? But it's not. It's really not the Wayans brothers. It's really Keenan, okay? Because Keenan put the whole family on after the dad did. Um, they, they but, know, but the Wayans brothers are literally hilarious, though, bro. No, 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 no. I'm not taking anything away from the talent of that family, but you, I'm just saying, Keenan, Keenan, Keenan gave them the stage to to dance on, and he also gave Jim Carrey. Um, he gave Jim Carrey, Jamie Foxx, um, Jennifer Lopez, um, Tommy Davidson, David Allen Greer, um, his brothers, obviously, his family, his sister, um, so many people the stage to be who, like, I mean, Jim Carrey owes, owes his life to, not literally owes his life to, to uh, Keenan Harvey Wayans. He took a chance on him when he was damn near homeless, you know? So it's just like guys like that need to get the, 
the flowers they deserve, especially in comedy, because skit comedy is not easy. Okay. And the only reason Lauren Michaels and Saturday Night Live is still going is because of guys like Eddie Murphy, you know, and, you know, guys like, like Chevy Chase. And, well, he was never a part of the cast. That's everybody gets mixed up. Um, or he was for a short time. But, anyways, like the comedians he had, the Dan Aykroyds, people like that, they're waiting for that to happen again. You know, Will Ferrell and them, like, it's like the, that's very hard to do, but it's just Saturday Night Live. So, like, they had Dave Chappelle hosting it. So everybody was like, oh shit, you know, that's the whole thing. But Dave Chappelle got like shit where he like in the car. Bro, like the 18 seconds, hmm. uh, nine minutes and 25 seconds. That's, that was unreal good, bro. He was amazing in that. I, I, don't, I don't, I think I saw that. I got to. The thing he's trying to get at through though, Tone, is like, it's not a comedy skit. You know what I'm saying? The thing is that because it's Dave. But like, what has Kevin Hart brought that anything close to these other people? Okay, he hasn't done nothing like that. But I mean, at the same time, though, it's like, I mean, why are we looking to him to do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's never been. We talking about real funny ass comedians. Like, we talking about like, we talking about like funny people like grads. When Lavelle Crawford started roasting, uh, What's little dude names in the gospel music? Oh yeah, I don't know his name. We start roasting the award show, bro. Uh, that's hilarious. We like, oh, yeah. we like, we like Mr. Brown right there. Like, bro, like you can't teach that type of funny. Like the thing about, well, I think people got because like, I don't really mind Kevin Hart. I think Kevin Hart is cool, but I think Kevin Hart wants to be mentioned in the category that it just that just ain't him. Like it just ain't him. And I think, too, a lot of things with comedians now is it's going to be harder for comedians to break because so much comedy is accessible to everybody. Does that make sense? Yeah, because you got guys like Will Drewski. We never going to mention him with real comedians, but he's funny. He's hilarious. Like I said, skit comedy is really hard to make. That's why Supreme Supreme Dreams is hilarious. You feel me? Like... How grass? How would you take a young comedian and tell him to brand himself without being a gimmick and then fizzling out like the Ha Ha Davises, the the, well, the other? See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If okay, <clears throat> stand up is a lot harder than people think and give it credit for. Like, just like I learned that in speech class. I used to, I went to speech class. My man, speech is gonna be easy. I just get up there and talk for four minutes. Okay, after thirty seconds, when you ran out of shit to say, you got three and a half minutes to talk about. It. And if you don't write a speech, you're bullshitting. If you're gonna sound stupid and look stupid, the teacher's gonna know immediately. Getting on stage on a mic in front of people and having people laugh at laugh at your jokes instead of laughing at you is very hard. And and especially a comedy comedy with the people that pay money to sit there, they want to be entertained, and you're gonna make me laugh, or I'm gonna boo you off the stage. So I may, I may laugh at your skits on, on the internet and you might get a million views and be like, nigga, you funny as hell. That's not, doesn't mean you're a stand-up comedian. Um, that's a craft and you got to work on that craft. So, um, so when we got the pandemic, I want you to go to the comedy store where I want you to do it for like two weekends. Yeah. I've, I've really been see. It's yeah. just like, like, like maybe hard for me to laugh at comedians. 
That's why I don't be liking going to comedy shows because a lot of them be terrible. No, I know, but you want to know what's funny, and and I think because living in L.A., I understand the the the, the Hispanic culture, but I think George Lopez is hilarious. You know, I, I like I thought Paul Paul, Paul Rodriguez was, was hilarious. I I think um, John Leguizamo, he wasn't he's an entertainer though, but his comedy specials on HBO, especially the one when he told his family, was just sheer brilliance. Um, um, but like I just that think man, George Lopez is hilarious. Brilliant. No, it was, dude. John Leguizamo, watch it. Tone is it's 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 in the early nineties. He did his thing about growing up in, in New York. It was just it was brilliant. The dancing and everything, like he it was just amazing. Like like comedians don't like they try to do that nowadays, but they did they just can't because it's like there's so much other stuff. Um, what's that new dude's name? Um he's really he's, uh, He's he. You can tell he watched. He grew up on Seinfeld more than he grew up on, on Eddie Murphy or or uh, Martin Lawrence. Um, what's his name? Like Pete Davidson? No, Jared Jared Carmichael. He's really good. Man. No, I'm not saying he's not. I'm not saying he's not. But his brand of comedy for me is not. It's more Seinfeldish than it would be considered uh, Chris Rock or or um, Dave Chappelle. So or works Pete, out, oh, Greg. Pete, Pete, no, I just see Trout. You're you're talking to me like I'm saying he's not a good comedian. I'm talking about his brand of comedy. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 he's good. He's very good at stand up. Like I, I I like him. He's very good. I'm just saying it's a different brand of comedy for me. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Drea, Drea is generational. Would you say? Drea is generational. Dude, Tony, Tony Stan, stands. I know you saw the the picture with her the Gucci tight the Gucci uh, leggings on or pantyhose on the day. But let's stay on topic. Yeah, she. Okay, her surgeon's generational, so is Kylie's. But let's stay let's stay on let's stay on topic. Um we get one of the Cause that boy, we got we we need we've been talking about generational comedian, generational athletes. No, we haven't talked about athletes yet. Tommy Tony, Tony, no, 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 we're not gonna we're not we're not gonna do we're gonna we're not gonna do that. Like next podcast, we're going generational vixens. Gloria Velez. Marilyn Monroe is in there. Oh yeah, but Gloria Velez puts all these hoes to shame. If if she got a Mar- if if y'all don't take anything from me being on this podcast, if she got a Marilyn Monroe painting in her house, it's going down. Tony, all right, back to comedians. <laughs> you think we ever gonna get another Kings of Comedy? No, we not. We not, bro. Yeah. Because, fam, the way guys write jokes now, first of all, you're not selling out arenas like that to be able to do another one. Bro, but Shaq, Shaq comedy special was good, bro. I liked it. You can just be good. You said another Kings of Comedy. That's a whole different era, fam. Like, That's true, though, too. And, and you got man, four of the best Shaq, ever, bro. That's hilarious. Like, I don't think we got that many comedians that's hilarious like that was, bro. Well, D.L. Hughley's part gets skipped over, and everybody knows that. I see D.L. Hughley so much in LA; it's crazy. Um, D.L. Hughley is another one who's not funny at all to me, but he's a very good stand-up comedian, mm-hmm. and he gets, he delivers a very powerful message in his, in his comedy. Um, <clears throat> but like, he's an OG. I respect him, but um, I just don't think he's funny. 
his comedy, his his, but he's very good at stand up. And 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 you'd be like, how you not think he's funny, but think he's a good stand up comedian because other people laugh and they laugh hard. So he's he's a very good stand up comedian. I just don't think he's funny. That's just me. Um, that's Dude, not hate. Hard. It's not hating. No, nah, I don't. I don't think it's hating when you say you don't think somebody's funny. I just think it's. Uh, I don't think people get like. I don't think people get it when you can you could appreciate somebody and not think it's like the best thing ever. Exactly. Oh, cool. Thank God. But exactly, exactly. I, I, I just don't. But I mean, Steve Harvey, Bernie Mac, and Cedric the Entertainer. I don't know who they could have put instead of Dale Hewley. To be honest, at that time. That would have had the cultural impact. I mean, um, but like, dude, Bernie Mac. In the, Bernie he, Mac. The I, way we talk about Bernie Mac for him to not have like not as many specials as he does is really, really insane. Like, well, that's I know how he was. He that's was. He was. Um, he started on Def Comedy Giant, scared of you motherfuckers. Like, it's just, I watched all that growing up. Bro, you saw all that. On Twitter, when they was trying to say that milk and cookies was like not good and da da da, da. that's because like, see that's because that's dude bro that shit was utterly hilarious bro like if you ain't laugh this at milk generation and cookies, is so soft man y'all, listen bro I'm that's not even trying to get out I'm not even on the get off my lawn type shit I'm not I'm not I'm not saying my generation was I'm not I'm not on that but it's like come on dog like y'all are yep. y'all y'all go y'all pull y'all get mad and, and go out on Twitter and tell everybody. Tell your business. It's like you, you guys got to stop doing that. Like you and, and and you guys think like I like it, so it's better than everything else. It's like that. That's not how. That's not how. You can't think like that. That's not how life life works. Like I like it, so it's, your shit sucks. Mine's the best because I like it. And I don't know about yours. I don't know anything about yours, so your shit sucks. And it's like that. Just that just sounds utterly retarded. I think we're in a space with black comedians where we don't know the direction of what's next for us because the thing is what people gotta understand is is that the guys we grew up watching and the life experiences they had regardless of how relatable they are those personalities they those aren't the same like you can't you can't look i can't go in my college classroom and say i'm gonna find a guy who will relate like bernie mac you know what i'm saying or like a guy who like cedric the entertainer you know what i'm saying from saint luke like they different dudes you know what I mean, Grass? Like you're not seeing no twenty year old who coming up like how they came up no more. No, nah, because yeah, I, get that. I get that. Because guys like Drewski, Desi, Haha Davis, they're all internet funny. There's nothing wrong with that. Supreme, the dude Supreme Client or Supreme Dreams, he writes him and his team write get great skits. <clears throat> They should get a show like Practical Jokers or Impractical Jokers, which is hilarious, but we know why they have a show. Um, Those funny guys are on the internet now. But the guys like you talking about, Trout, they you had, you grew up, you had to go to the shows and rock the mic. Same as rapping, you know, same as DJing, same as being a dancer back in the days. If you wanted to make it big, you could. There was no, you couldn't send out videos of you doing stand up comedy in your basement. Pretty much like guys are doing now with the internet. You couldn't do that. You had to go in front of a live audience and make them laugh. 
You know, like Jerry Seinfeld tells a story and Denzel tells a story about how he met Jerry Seinfeld. You know, he was coming from his job at two or from something at two o'clock in the morning. He saw Jerry Seinfeld and he bumped into him and he said, yo, yo man, I, I heard your stuff. I, I watched your stuff. I think you're really funny. And then Jerry Seinfeld said 20 years later, I'm, I'm watching, watching TV or however many years later, I'm watching TV. And I was like, holy shit. That's the guy who bumped into me and said he liked my stuff. You know, so it's like you had to rock the crowd. There's certain guys like Eddie Murphy was 22 and he fucking did fucking delirious. Eddie Murphy was straight 19, bro. He was 19, 20 years old on Saturday Night Live. On Saturday Night Live, that's, exactly. That's insane. Like, bro, he, I did not know that. I was watching, I did not know that. I was watching Delirious the other day and he said, Yeah, man, I'm 22 years old. And I was like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Selling out, bro. What did you just say? Out, I did not know that. That gave me a whole new level of respect for him. Um, um, he has my uncle's painting. Tony and I'll tell that story because that story is amazing. I'll tell that another time how he, how Marvin Gaye got the got the painting from my uncle because that's just an amazing story. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, no, Eddie Murphy was twenty two. Like I, I didn't know that, so like he's special, right? But you ask him who his favorite comedian was, he's going to tell you Richard Pryor. Like Eddie Murphy was about to play Richard Pryor in this biopic, but. It just what it just wouldn't work. You could, <laughs> that's like Kobe. That's like Michael. Oh, rest in peace. I was saying that's like like Kobe Bryant playing Michael Jordan in his biopic. It's just like, um, can we find some somebody else? You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, you know, it's just like it's just too much of the same. Like, uh, so anyways, here's here's what I'm saying, Grass. When I talk about the space, it's like, you know how like certainly in terms of how we look at comedy, like we came up with the you know, this is a black comedian. These are the jokes they tell. They know how to tell these jokes. You know, just know how to go on stage and make these jokes bite. You know what I'm saying? And this is going to be funny. And it's funny because it's funny. You know what I'm saying? A moment in time thing. But now, like, as we transition, it's like you just can't go on there anymore and say white people do this, black people do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, the kids don't want that. Like, we like watching when Bernie Mac did it. We like watching when Monique did it. You know what I'm saying? But we not trying to go and hear that no more unless you're going to be able to put it a different way from the way we heard it before. You know what I'm saying? Right. But who's we, Trout? Because we're like, think like y'all older than me. Like, Tony, you what? Like, what, like 27? Yeah. Well, let's not do that. But I'm just saying, Trout, you talking like you might, though. You're funny. But no, I'm just saying, um, <laughs> um, um, the, but the good thing for white people is that when comedians say white people, now they know who you're talking about because the people that they're talking about have a red hat and says make America great again on it. So they're happy about that. But um, um, like I said, the, like, but I'm just saying like, you got, it's different, you guys, because like guys come in these, these comedy, comedy shows, right? And they have a million followers, right? And they put up their tour dates. Like DC Youngfly, okay? I think he's hilarious, okay? Because he can do stand up. All right, he could, and he's a, he's he's going to be on the entertainer stuff. He's hilarious, but he can he can sing and he can dance. All right, you know he's not bad at it either. Um, it's just it's just different. Like and and that's a comedy skit show. He's really he's really good. He's he's yeah. really he's and it's live too, so it's top the top of his head. So he's really. I think, uh, I think with DC Young Fly too, 
and a lot of people don't understand this. Is he came, I watched him grow from Vine. Yeah, like he came from Vine, and you had six seconds to be funny as hell. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys died after Vine, boy. King yeah, like, King like, so like for him to be able to keep that alive, because Vine, like a lot of people, a lot of people got awkward after the six seconds when Vine like crap, like scrapped it. He was able to stay funny for a long period of time. So I think mm-hmm. is like. I think he's one of those guys who really just want to be a stand-up guy, but he's stuck in between the internet wave. But he's hilarious, though. No, he's funny. He's really funny. No, I like him a lot. Um, uh, who else? But, <clears throat> I mean, times are different now. Like, I think if these guys... But, I mean, they're so big. But I think if I think these guys, would, what they should do is... I don't think they should advertise themselves, their shows. And be like, that's stupid. That's marketing. You want to sell them up? I get it. But if you get in front of big crowds, and big crowds of comedy is like more than 300 people, if you get in front of big big crowds um, of people, they're going to want to be entertained and laugh a lot. And if you don't do that, they're going to say, oh, he sucked. Da, 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 da. So, so I don't think, ready. I think if you just, if you just do it and it travels word of mouth and you go into a show and it's like 100 people, you know, Really intimate show, and you make them all laugh. I'm like, man, he's really fucking funny. I think I was laughing the whole time. Yeah, I that's think just a different way of doing it because, like, you're using it's like you're using your celebrity. You're you're not your celebrity. It's great marketing for you. I'm not saying I'm not knocking your hustle. I'm just saying be funny because if you don't, if you do it the wrong way, they'll be like, this nigga ain't funny, and that travels just as fast now because it's the internet. Because they'll be sitting in your show talking about I'm in whomever show. I'm not gonna. I'm in so and so show, and this nigga is not funny. Blah blah blah. Tweet. And that person could have three thousand followers, and it can spread like that, you know. So it just, I'm saying, like, being funny and being a stand-up comedian are two different things. Yeah, yeah anybody like, too, like, if you don't advertise it, though, you miss out on something. No, I just, Tony, I just, no, and I'm, I'm agreeing. If you don't advertise it, though, you miss out on so many of the little groupies. Like, you know, what I'm saying, like the unknown low-key groupies be the best groupies. So that's like, that's why you know, what I'm saying, you can't, like, you know, what I'm saying, you can't exclude the groupies. We ain't doing that. It can't be that exclusive. <laughs> I think here's what he's trying to say, Tom. Like, no, he Tony's smart. He knows what he knows what I'm saying. He's just being funny as usual. Because like I'm, we talking about like dudes having stand ups, and then they find out hey, this dude's really not that funny. Like like the Dice Man was selling out arenas. Yeah, Andrew but, Dice was selling Andrew out. Dice Clay. Yeah. Andrew Dice Clay once again, once again, Andrew Dice Clay was very very controversial okay because they expect he was very raunchy okay and he would say things like you could blindfold chinese people with speaker wire. <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> these are the things andrew dice clay would say could he be around today fuck no he'd be censored he just he just nobody would book him okay because the things he would say, like, and then, but then when he got to black people, you expected him to be racist, and he wasn't. He'd tell the truth about the situation that said the black people were going through. That's why he was deemed controversial, because everything, every joke was funny, because it was racist about black, it was about racist about everybody else, and sexist, and misogynist, everything. But then sometimes when he got to black people, he wouldn't be, he wouldn't be, I could be wrong, but from what I remember, he would say some. He would. He was. He would say how they would get treated too, and then he became controversial. I could be wrong, but I don't remember him being racist. 
because I used to watch his stuff and it was funny. Who, who are we talking about? Andrew Dice Clay. Um, people that people that did, Trout is Trout's one of the very few people who 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 is very um, wise for his age and he thinks he knows everything. But bringing up Andrew Dice Clay is 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 that's that's funny because not too many people know about him because of how raunchy he was. Like as raunchy as they think Howard Stern is, who's not a comedian at all, but like very controversial talk show host because of the topics and things he says. But Andrew Dice Clay would would literally be like, "I fucked your mother." <laughs> It was wow. it's, it's just amazing. How people be receiving? Like he would say, he would say things like, you know, little. Oh, what did he say? Oh, uh, you know, uh, the lady in the shoe. Yeah, she blew me too, or stuff like that. And it's just like he was like, holy really like, shit. I really like fat comedians though. Like if you're fat, you funny. That's just like what it is. Like it's about selling fat, bro. Do you know who's one of the best people who sold being fat, bro? Like Louis C.K. used to walk on the stage with a black shirt. And some jeans. And well, Trout, please stop talking about him on the show. I know you love him. Just, just, just. Oh, God. Guys, you don't like Louis C.K., bro? No, I do, but but I, he's a very, 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 very good comedian, but it's just, I don't yeah. think, I'm just not, he's just not my cup of tea. I just, you know, like I know the things he says is very, and he has a black wife, and, you know, he's down for the set. It's just, I just, I just, I'm just like, I just, he's not somebody I just like, I just think he's a wannabe George Carlin. And there's nothing wrong with that. He wrote Pootie Tank, Tom. You know what I'm saying? And there's nothing wrong with that. But Pootie I just, Tank is classic. He wrote not, it. No, I know. He, was don't, don't it. he didn't write Pootie it. Tank, me, like, that's why I don't respect the Oscars. Ain't no way you watch Pootie Tang and ain't think this is an Oscar movie. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you talking about groundbreaking performances in Pootie Tang, bro. Like, like that be my that be my beef with people, dog. Like, cause ain't no way in the world you sat there and watched Pootie Tang and ain't think him slap like the like even the quotes when Buddy slapping dude when he had the pink the pink button that, that's an Oscar performance, bro. Let's talk about basketball. So, man, I'll we we on over there. The UCLA. Are you? Oh yeah. Okay. 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 Let's ask that question since I have Tony Parker here, and he got mad at me for asking this question. UCLA was not a mid-major when you went there. I mean, come on, look at, look at, look at the players you played with. So you know what I mean when I say that. And yeah, you know, yeah, not to take it. Is it a mid-major now, though? Hell, Under Armour, bro. Like, I'm sorry. Like, Thank you. Talk to me. Like an Auburn, and you really got like the sauce. Like you got the Auburn mentality. Like Auburn is like a saucy wave like you know you go to all my nigga you 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 already know what's up like you still don't got that you know what i'm saying like you're not gonna be a rock star in california bro i'm sorry that's just what it is like so you gotta have like another way to recruit people and i think it's gonna be real hard for nick cronin to get kids if they gotta put on those underarmers well he got peyton peyton watson i don't know how he did that but he got him one and done so he only no, I know, but still, like, it's UCLA, man. It's it's uh, it's Mick Cronin. Like, Mick Cronin, but like you know, what I'm saying Mick Cronin is a good coach, but bro, they left him, bro. He pulling up to he pulling up three to overtimes, him. three overtimes to beat Pepperdine and your UCLA. UCLA. What'd you say? UCLA got Chris Smith. And then everybody mm-hmm. else is like, you know, what I'm saying? 
teeter line. Like uh, Jalen Hill was hurt. The other kid wasn't there. Um, the big kid, Cody, he hasn't really gotten a stride yet. So, like, until – All these until, excuses, bro. So, all these kids that are, that are told that they're so good in the high school level, they go to UCLA, and they just – what happens? Is it the kids or what? Like, <clears throat> there have been some – McDonald's all Americans who went there who didn't pan out at all. It's a lot though. When you when you think about you, so like uh like I think Mick Cronin is trying his hardest to get into that wave. But it's just they're like, bro, like it ain't Kentucky or it ain't goddamn uh Arizona or like a place where you go, you the main person there, your every game you play is packed, you feel the pressure of being of winning, you feel like you know what I'm saying? The pride in those teams because of how the program and how the coaches carry themselves. Like, they just got Nick Mick Cronin. He gonna have, it's going to take him a while to build that kind of culture in L.A. A while. And I don't know if the school going to wait on him to do that, but they he tried. Oh, Watson. I knew that they did an Under Armour thing. They should have just done what they're supposed to do, and I wish Coach Coward had just came to Kentucky. And, and I mean, I wish Coach Coward had just came to UCLA. I know I love no. how people think I'd be making shit up, you know, fan fiction. Shout out to fan fiction uh, posse. Um, but uh, um, <clears throat> um, I wish he'd have just came to UCLA because that would have just been wonderful. And it would have been a, just a completely new, oh, man. It would have just been unreal. But Kentucky was like, no, they put they put a lot of money down. And uh, Coach Kyle had to stay. But uh, it was it was people think it was closer to happening than, than it really wasn't close to happening, and people don't understand that. But it's all good. I'll just keep on being the fan fiction guy. Um. Anyways, but yeah, I just don't think UCLA <clears throat> Under Armour's killing UCLA recruiting. Um. I mean, Peyton Watson will be really, 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 really good at UCLA because he's really, 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 really good. He's better than advertised. Um, he's not getting the respect he deserves. But uh, you'll see next year at UCLA. Um, so what about Kentucky? They lost to Richmond today. Um, I don't you – know, you know how Kentucky is, bro. You know how no, they no. are. Yeah, that takes a while to get clicking. Um, yeah, they they always do this. It's what it is. It is what it is. But See, and they lost, they lost to a really good. Uh, no, I know. Team. No, I know. So I, know. I mean, like every every now and then you catch one of them old teams, and you know what I'm saying they're they um you catch an old team and in their season and they're ready to to beat to beat that young heralded freshman team. So like I'm I'm not I'm not really that alarmed by them losing that game. So but like I understand where people would be like, yo, this is outrageous. But it's really my thing is this. My thing is this. It's like you're playing your Kentucky. Okay, you're Kentucky. You got BJ Boston. You got Terrence Clark. Okay. Um these guys are supposed to be projected top five picks. Okay, top ten picks. My thing is this. If I'm watching a basketball game, I don't care when it is, and there's and there's two top ten picks on the court. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna need the top two, the two top ten picks to play like two top ten picks. I don't care how old they are. 
because Anthony Edwards played like the number one pick every from the jump from the tip ball last year. But there's Anthony Ooh, Edwards. But you guys, but so. you guys are still. Would you say it was easier for Anthony Edwards though? No, I know, but you guys, but still. And I'm not trying to take any discredit those two youngsters because I don't want to talk bad about kids. There's no point. But um, I'm just saying. What do y'all think about Imani Bates? About what about him? What do you think? Do you think he's? Do you think he is the hype? Live up to the hype. I, I think. I think what a lot of people are trying to do. They're trying to find like another like LeBronish or KDish type player. Well, and they need people to sell magazines kid. and click, and and and, and people yeah. click on their they're their links. Lot, they're putting a lot. They're putting a lot on this kid. Like you know, what I'm saying, yes, he's good. Yes, he's tall. Yes, he has a lot of the intangibles to be an unbelievable basketball player. But when you start throwing him in them names, you know, you gotta understand that other people, other kids are watching this. No, no, like, you know, what I'm talking. Other kids, the call him the next Kevin Dur- Durant. Like, dude, do you guys know what you're saying? Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, it's a lot of seniors out there who can guard. Um, who can guard him. And oh, I know. the kid the other night guarded him pretty well. Juwan, I think that's his name. Am I right, Trev? Yeah, you're right. What did he do Juwan the other night in, in my boy well. Glenn's Thanksgiving Who Fest? Shout out to, shout out to Glenn. Yeah, like, Juwan is older. He's, he's long. He's pretty strong. Like, He's wiry, so he's a good defender. But still like, at 31, he, didn't he? huh? I think Amani's still at thirty. Oh, yeah, Amani. Nobody, nobody here is saying Amani Mace is bad. That's not what we're saying or trying no. to get at. See, that's the thing. See here, that's another thing we need to stop doing is when people start to say things that you don't want to hear. You got to stop saying that they're hating or it sounds sound like you know you sound like you hate. No, no, it just sounds like. You wanted to hear these great things, so you got your ears ready. And when I didn't sprinkle the my my pimp glitter came out differently, and it didn't it didn't saturate your ears how you wanted. You got very upset. So you can't. You got to stop doing that. Go ahead. What are you saying? Oh, anyways, so yeah, Amani Bates is really good, very good. Um, we're gonna. I mean, I think he's gonna be number one. Get to, He's the best player in the class, no matter what class he's in. Blah, 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 you know, and like then Chet Holmgren just earned his name off of him. Um, Amani Bates is really good. Um, I just got it. Like, we'll just see. I don't think I don't mean that in a bad way. We'll just see because there have been a lot of guys who've been told that they're going to be the next, and they're this and they're that, and then. Things always change. Once that narrative about you changes, that's another thing. Once that, really? I think another thing about when you when we talking about like a player like Amari Bates is that like a lot of people be think be saying stuff like I don't like when they say stuff like we've never seen anything like him. Yeah. Like I don't know if you've seen Quincy Miller, but Quincy Miller was a lot like him. Yeah, was thank, coming up. See, now. thank you, thank you. They were calling Quincy, dude, and Quincy. If you watch Quincy Miller play. Quincy, Quincy, Quincy Miller it was unbelievable. The shit he was bro. doing the shit he was doing at Pangos Camp it was ridiculous. Un, I have it all on tape too. Was like un- gonna, like fucking real. The high school great. You felt this kid's good. Like, yeah, he is good. But Quincy Miller was on that same type of time. Um, same type of time. But Quentin Ross in eighth and ninth grade was on that type of time. Like you know right? what I'm saying? Six nine, handling it, shooting the tray. 
Then every, then all of a sudden it was like, what happened? And I'm like, you know, like a lot Bro. of kids in his class haven't. And LaQuinn Ross is still an unbelievable basketball player. Like he was, he was unbelievable his whole high school career. Like. And he played well. Oh, no. though. But Tony, like I was saying earlier, bro, once that narrative changes on you, it's tough. Once that narrative change, you get it's nowadays it's damn like you get one chance, and then it once really that is. chance is over, especially with the American player, okay? Yeah, the American players chance and white or black, the American player. See, and you want to know what's funny is that I've been seeing guys say if Luca Garza's name was Lucas Garza's. Like, dude, his name is Luca fucking Garza. How much more Italian do you need? Um, yeah. Anyways, they're saying if he'd be a top 10 pick, I've seen Luca Garza play. He is a throwback Big Ten player. Yeah. That's all I say. I don't think, I mean, is he a pro overseas? Yeah, he'll be making a lot of money overseas. Is he an NBA player? They're, this, these same guys are saying Luca Garza is an NBA player and saying Charles Bassey will never make it. I don't care what you say, Trout. I don't want to hear it. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who Luka Garza is. He plays for Iowa. This he's good. Big seven footer. He moves like. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He reminds. Yeah. I was about to say. He reminds me like of. Uh, yeah, nine points Tom and a half. Tolbert. He reminds me of like a Tom Tolbert. Yeah, he had thirty six and one half. No, I get it. Yeah, he's a, he's a big time college player. Like he reminds me like um, not even Troy Murphy. Um, what's my big name? Dude's name from from Notre Dame with the flat top who was getting all them buckets back in the day. What was his name? You talking the white boy that can shoot? No, he went, went to Notre Dame. What's his name? Not Troy Murphy. What are you talking uh, about? I think he played overseas still right now. Luke, something. Hey, something. I know this is a, this is I forgot his name, but he was cold. He reminds me of him. Um, <clears throat> um, like Luca Garza would be the number one pick, like in nineteen ninety three. If 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 it was if it was nineteen ninety three, I I just don't. I mean, I don't know. Grass, what do you think about the kid's story from uh from um from Ohio? Yep. Oh, the light skinned dude. Oh man, he got an old man's game. I like his game. People, I don't know if he's gonna be a pro. Like, see, I hate when people say that he might be at a some level. Is he like six five? Like six three. Six three? Okay, so Steph Curry six three. Um Trey Young is six one. Chris Chris Paul is six feet tall, five eleven. I think a lot of times when we when we evaluate like uh, college kids too. I was talking about the kid from Ohio story because uh um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I touched on it on Twitter. Like a lot of these college coaches get kids and no, don't know what the vision or see a vision for them. They just getting them because other people are recruiting them. Yeah, and what happens is you get like they, you'll get a four or five star and you have no business. You don't know what you want to do with him. You don't know how you want to develop. And with the Ohio kid was they only saw a highlight tape, but they understood because they're a mid-major that they, they have to develop kids because you know how mid-majors they get that once in every four year thing. Where they're really, really good because their kids are really, really old and they've developed them into what they want them to be. And now you got this kid at Ohio who's about to be a pro. He's going to be a first round pick, obviously. But right. the thing is, is that those Ohio coaches saw that kid and was like, you know what? I know what this kid can do and I know what he can be. So we're going to mold him to that. A lot of these coaches get these kids and they don't know what the hell they want to be. They don't know nothing about them. They just they just getting them just to get them just to get past the year. But like if you want 
if you want to put a good product on the floor, you have to understand the talent. And a lot of times, especially in basketball, they don't understand the talent and they think it's just supposed to go or it's just supposed to happen. And then you get where they be like, well, this kid ain't nothing. This kid ain't what we thought. He's he not what you thought he was because of the position he in, for real, for real. And Very true. That really happens a lot with these kids. And then they, look, do. and they look to these college coaches and then damn, they're more than half of them be house niggas, the assistants. Oh. So now you look into a, like a grown ass black man who you think finna put you on or help you out, and he just trying to kiss this white man ass to keep a job. So now you got this, you got this tug and Don't pull. Need the you got this tug and pull with a young black kid growing up trying to make something out of himself. He looking up to black, so a black man who ain't really who he who he thought he was in the recruitment process because you know they kick it to you like they super real. You know what I'm saying? They understand. Do, you, do that make sense? Well, it makes perfect sense. I know what you're talking about. Completely. Um, <clears throat> and the kids, let's break it down like this. Those guys have to keep the boosters happy. So when you get a Shabazz Muhammad, Kyle Anderson, Tony Parker, Jordan Adams recruiting class, the boosters are like, holy shit, we got the number two recruiting class in the nation. Coach, you need more money? Here you go. Blah, 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 blah. Man, we got to keep this going. We're back. Da, da, da. When you get, you know, Anthony Davis, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, Marquise Teague, um, you know, DeMarcus Cousins, John Wall, Terrence Brown, I mean, Terrence, whatever his name was, Terrence Jones, guys like that, um, it makes, it keeps the guys happy. Um, I don't want to speak on that too much, but the game is a dirty game, but the game is the game nonetheless. The thing, the um, thing, the thing about no, but Tony, but Tony, what you're saying is Tony, I get what you're saying, and I'm not trying to cut you off. I'm sorry to say no, that no, like, to do like, that. About Kentucky though is that by the end of the year, you mm -hmm. can see where <laughs> Kyler Perry thought those kids like, for instance, give a prime example. Like we just talked about how they lost to Richmond. Mm -hmm. I think one year they lost to, I don't know who they lost to. That was garbage. Like at the end of the year, you'd be like, wow, man, Kyle really got those kids prepared. De'Aaron Fox year at the end of the year, De'Aaron Fox and Bam were light years better than what they were in the beginning of the year. And that's, that's because true. Kyle gets kids, even though he gets one and done, he sees a role for them and he knows the trajectory and how to coach them into that position. We got a lot of people who don't know how to do that. And they be recruiting kids like that, like, that's the wave. And then when they get to the NBA, it's like, well, they don't know basketball. Yeah. Duh. No, That's exactly. Exactly. It's not, well, like, it's not like the overseas game where you get a kid and he's playing against grown men for 10 years. No, I know. But Tony, the game is different. True. And, it is. And, and the game is, it's, it's crazier now because it's a lot of favors and a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of stuff stuff happening, and a lot of kids are being used as, as uh, I'd say pawns. Um, yep. It's it's just it's a it's a game. It's it's a dirty yeah. It's a game. I mean it's 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 basketball trafficking in a sense. Um, uh, not everybody can go to Kentucky. Not everybody's a Duke player. Not everybody's a Kentucky player. Um, um, but see, it's it's the attention and like 
a lot of the people, the parents are enamored. I'm not even with, high. With the, uh, a lot of well, the, um, people are enamored with the name of the coaches and stuff like that um, coming to their house. And they're not even listening to what they're saying. They're just like, wow, I can't believe my son got uh, Rick Pitino, or, um, sorry, John Calipari sitting in my living room. Roy Williams sitting in my living room. Coach K sitting in the, man, my son did. And what did he say? I don't know, but Coach K was just in my living room. And we're going to go to Duke because we love Coach K. Do you know what he just said to you? Nah, but he was just in my living room. And it's just like, we got to stop that. Um, Like, take a guy like Tony Parker. He goes to Georgia Tech. His life is completely different right now. Um, it's not a knock yeah, on Tony Parker because if you saw Tony Parker in high school, Georgia, Georgia, there's no, okay, Georgia, whatever. He stays home, goes to Florida, goes to, you know, any school in the South where people knew who he was. It's, it's a different story. Not saying you say it was a bad choice for him, but I'm it, was. Just saying like, it was, it but was, but like there's different, real. there's different cultural aspects you learn by going to UCLA. Garbage choice. <laughs> All right. He said it. I didn't. But I'm just saying, like, it's just different situations. But you went to UCLA because your guy was there. And then when you got there, you found out the harsh reality of how the world, how the basketball world really works. And that's not your fault, you know. But just no, like you said, you, you got you went there. You went there with the intentions. You had the resume. McDonald's All-American. Your guy's there, UCLA. Is that I had a coaching change. That's what's different with my story. A oh, that's these, right. You went from Ben Howland to, to fucking yeah. Steve I Alfred. Went, I went from an accredited real coach who really had a plan for me to a. We already know what that is. So fucking, I'm gonna try and get my redheaded son in the NBA. Yes, no, I know. Yeah. So like, you know what I'm saying? We already know this. No, I, I, went, I was not a big fan of Steve no. Alfred. I thought he was a horrible fit. I mean, my thing is this: Why the fuck does UCLA keep on hiring these mid-major coaches? They don't want to pay anybody. Stop being fucking worthless and, and, and pay somebody. Open up your fucking checkbook. Get a recruit in here. And we'll start winning national championships. Get a coach in here who can recruit. And we'll start winning national championships. Like, dude, this 1995 was 57 years ago. Like, are you fucking serious? My, that's when fucking Kevin Garnett, my brother and them, graduated from high school. Like, that was 29 million years ago. Like, let's do something else here. Jesus Christ. They, but right. That's the thing, though, like. A lot of the thing is too though, if you a coach, bro, UCLA is just not a good destination. Let's just be honest here. The cost of living is ridiculous. Um, it's so much more to do than go to a damn basketball game. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's hard to get people in the stands. That's true. Like, people don't ever come to UCLA games like facilities are the facilities are great oh. now, but they aren't man. But like They're you know great what I'm it's hard, bro. Like, like, like you, you put Mick Cronin in an impossible situation. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't even like whatever goes down. I'm not gonna blame Mick Cronin. Well, Mick Cronin's not a West Coast guy, so I don't. Even if he is, he's not a West Coast guy. I don't. I don't want to hear that bullshit. He was coaching in Cincinnati. He should have stayed over there. My whole thing is that there's too many people who don't want to be told what to do, and they think they know the program. They think they know the culture. They think they know everything, and they don't know have any idea what they're doing. Weird dudes on the West Coast. So you really got to know how to assimilate and really know says, how to, how to says the nigga says the nigga from Atlanta. Smoking on Pukelo tonight. I tell you what. I tell you what. This how we gonna do this. Send some more. I'ma send them the same way. In a box back to you. Are you doing free kill? Free kill. Gucci man, watch Jeezy. Well, one hundred percent. 
Gucci Mane, Wash Jeezy, and people are, blah, blah, blah. and my thing is TM101. You take away Big Michi and, and his life story, what is what is what does he have? Oh, he did songs with T.I. Okay. Gucci's got features too. All right. Yeah. What is what is what is T like T.I. Gucci pretty much went up there and told you guys that that Jeezy is, is a fake. And you guys are like, it doesn't matter. It's about the music. And it's just like, yeah, I'm I a think Gucci I'm, Gucci's I a real nigga. Plus, 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 people are like, sorry, sorry, Tony, real quick. You're from Atlanta. I'll let you take 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 it after this. But people kept saying that he's talking about a ten thousand dollar outfit. That just shows you guys don't know shit. Okay, he kept saying my outfit is worth ten thousand dollars because that's how much Pookie Low got paid or was gonna get paid. All right, he, oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, sh- when he did, when he, what was the truth? When he did truth. Come on, dude. Like that just wins the whole thing right there. But, but go nah, ahead, Tony. Crap. You got it. You 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 spent an extended time in Atlanta. So like you understood with those Gucci records. Man. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm a talk to I'm in with a talk to you on and some Jabos. Bro, when them Gucci man records hit different for me than they hit for other people. So like, like I didn't expect everybody to like resonate. With a lot of them Gucci, like a lot of them Gucci music, because a lot of people don't listen to Gucci like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's trench baby music. Well, man, I'm really a, I'm really a trench baby out here. So you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't even tripped when they was like, Gucci lost, Gucci lost. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like, chopper on the flow, pistol on the couch, hood rich. So I never had a bank account. Everybody not gonna get that. You know what I'm saying? That's just what it is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just like like my my, my brother-in-law is a reformed man now. But you know he had the money in the shoe boxes. So right. at, at the battle, like, yeah, Gucci won. Because Trench Babies. Got my Air Max on because I'm a dope runner. Balling like an athlete without no jumper. Like, people don't understand, like Gucci makes Negro spirituals. He doesn't make rap songs. You make Negro people, trap house. I stay high like the giraffe pussy. I don't think niggas know that, how stop, high. Stop, stop, Tony. You're gonna have to stop quoting because Gucci didn't say that once again. Eight ball did. Uh, from eight ball and MJG. Not, no, no, I know, but eight ball is way before Gucci. I love, I love Gucci, but let's let's just keep it real here. Um, I get what you're saying. I love Gucci, man. But time out. Okay, <clears throat> that was a couple weeks ago. Let's get to what Young Thug said about just lying. Elton John, the difference from Elton John and Andre is Elton John like simplified. Elton John, Elton John like to kiss ass. Andre like his ass kid. <laughs> Elton John like, hey, okay. I love you. I remember what you, your first song. I remember Gucci first song. Uh, when is Goo Wop getting out? Like, okay, he's just more of, like, a fan type of nigga yeah. to the point where it's like, I'm like, nigga, let's do music. He like, nigga, bet. Uh, Andre more like, yo, this is the secretary. Like, hey, tell that nigga this thug, nigga. Why you gotta <laughs> talk like that, though, bro? Fuck wrong. Don't get on the fucking phone, nigga. No, you know what it is. He told you stupid ass answer. <laughs> you answered it. See, that's what. <laughs> it's more like that, nigga. We from Atlanta, nigga. Yeah, where I come from. Andre 3K. Like, why would you bring Andre 3K up? Like, Three stacks, like 
First of all, hold on, Tony. Before I let you get to stage, bro, let me just say something. Okay. Outcast doesn't tour. It can't, doesn't, is, well, they, they, they didn't, weren't allowed to tour anymore because after the Love Below came out, they wanted Andre to tour by himself and go solo completely. And he's like, I'm not fucking doing that. Um, so that's why when there, there can't be an an outcast, it's weird. It's contract bullshit music stuff. Um, but he produced three tracks on speaker box and he produced every wrote and produced every song on the love below. And you guys are sitting here trying to say that that album changed, changed shit. Okay. That is going down as one of the greatest albums ever made. I think, I think uh, a lot of people don't get like what Young Thug was saying though, because Thug wasn't like he wasn't like like in no. Atlanta, I, I didn't think I didn't think it was any malice to his to the way he, he said it. What he said, I like the type to come to the studio and kick it with all the young boys and just hop on songs. Like he's not that type of dude. Like he's well, not. Well, also he's not. He's like, a, I mean, like to get it to now, dude. After the love below came out, it it's it's kind of like. <sighs> But he didn't remember when Prince. You got, I don't know if you guys remember, but 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 Prince. He on a couple Drake albums after that. Well, I mean that's Drake, bro, but that's, it's just that that's, just that's Drake, bro. That's Drake. It's it's the label. The label will clear him being on Drake quicker than him being on Young Thug, because the label was looking at him after that album, The Love Below, as the next Jimi Hendrix. Okay, that's how they were looking at him, and he's like, dude, I just make music. Okay, like. He didn't want to go into acting. He just is like, fuck, I, would, I mean, I can't make music. So it's just like, that's the record label for you. Like, you don't think the he love, wanted to do another? But the love, the love below brought him, took him to the, another, he, they were already, Outcast is already a commercial success crossover hit. Okay. Yeah. But the love below put him on K Rock. The love below put him in front of, the love below was on hey yeah i was on country album country songs country stations like yeah. there was one point there was one point in la you can put hey you can turn on any radio station 94.7 k-rock uh whatever the country station is out here you can turn on any station at any time and that song would have been on every single station at one time at one point at the same time anything any station that's how big hey I was. And I'm not trying to talk shit about Young Thug because I like Young Thug. You know how, how, like, it's crazy. The generations, you guys should never, like, because I'll never forget my auntie said to me that Tupac would never be remembered like Elvis was. Now Tupac is remembered just how Elvis was. It's funny. So, I mean, I'm just saying, like, um, people don't understand the, the reason why Andre doesn't do music is because it's just such a bitch for him to go through because of the love below. And, yeah, I, I didn't want to. It's not even. I just think that Three Stacks is one of the greatest rappers ever. I think a lot of people, a lot of people underestimate what Big Boy brought to that group. Like I just, I, I don't think people understand how how much of how important Big Boy was. And like you can't. Big Boy was a street nigga. He kept it street the whole time. You know, he kept it for the he kept it for the hood niggas. Andre, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Sorry to cut you off again, Tony, but once it's just like, rest in peace, Lisa Left Eye. It's just like, once you got to, like, when you got with her, rest in peace, and then you get with uh, Erica Badu, you know, 
their shit changes, niggas. And once Andre 3K got with Badu, like his whole shit changed. But Same no, the comment no, came bro. back. Big Boy is a big part of that group. Like, no, no he's the other half of that group, my nigga. I'm not saying he's not, but but the but the talented, the talented person, the talented person, the talent that I'm not gonna lie, bro. The talent of that group, okay, is Andre 3K. Big boy is a very big boy is a very in, influential and instrumental part. He's the other half. Okay, it's the same thing, bro. Okay, if, and I love Bun B, love him to death. Great guy, stand up man, love him. Great rapper, one of my faves. But if Bun B was like that, he'd carry he'd carry it on. Pimp C was the talent of that group, and people know it. People know it. But like, like, like when you say shit like that, like Andre like three thousand, bro. Listen. Tony, he was producing, he was producing, Andre 3000 was producing songs on the second album, on Equemini, on AT Aliens, like that, Andre pretty much, Big Boy produced I Like The Way You Move. He not? No, he did, but but Andre 3000 wrote and and wrote and produced every song on The Love Below. Not every single one, he wrote and produced it. Every single song on the, on his album he wrote and produced it and three he produced three on speaker box i'm this isn't the this isn't the comic. he he drew he drew every andre 3000 drew every girl on the cover on the cds every the 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 the, the turning from a woman the the thing her what the transformation on yeah. all four see andre 3000 drew all of those he drew every so it's just like the talent the true artist of that group was andre 3000 and always was I'm not knocking. See, you're you're trying to say that. See, you're taking it as where I'm saying Big Boy was nothing. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying, what all I'm saying is the true talent of Outcast was Andre 3000. He was the talent in the group. When you say the true talent, though, the true talent. That's that's what's killing me when you say the true talent because to me, Big Boy has done way better solo than Andre 3000 has. What are you solos of what? He has. What do you, what do you t- see, Tony? You don't know what you're talking What a job this oh, is. Like, what are you he's talking about? Big boy has big boy has more artist. music, has more solos, but he doesn't have better solos. See, that's the thing. Don't confuse qual- quantity with quality. What, not what, what solo other than Hey Ya does does um Andre three thousand have that's close to the way you move? How many out when okay? Let me put bro, it to you like this. Here, bro. Let me to put it to you like this. Let me put it to you like this. The record label broke that album after the first week of sales or the first month of sales. The record I'm label broke that album in two. They're listening to me. They're listening to me. See, now you're trying to change the subject. The record label broke that album in two. Change it here. And you're getting mad and yelling because you're not winning the argument. So just stop no. talking. The record label broke that album in two. Grass, so, talking about you talking about record labels and all this. You shit. think you think that I like the way you move was bigger than she lives in my lap? Like, are you serious, Tony? Are you talking? You, but like, no, are you talking? You are saying you are this. This and this be my problem like, with people when they talk about Hey Ya. Hey Ya was one of the biggest songs about ever. Boy. Just because just because Andre three thousand. No, see, you're taking I, what I'm saying and you're putting it in how you want it to, so you can argue. That's I not working. I love no. y'all. This aesthetic of Andre 2000 is Aurora. Bro, Big Boy was in the studio on all them hits, dog. So I'm not hearing none of that shit. No, Tony, he did not write. He did not write. He had nothing to do with the love below. Nothing to do with it. 
Andre yeah. had no, nothing to do with the Love Below. That was all Andre's album. Andre gave him three songs on on Speaker Box. Andre was producing AT Aliens. He was producing Equemini. He was producing on Stankonia. Okay. Like the only thing Big Boy did was write his own lyrics. I'm not <laughs> hating on Big Boy. I'm not hating on Big Boy, but Love Below, bro. Would you say he's on the album? He's on the Love Below. Is he not? No, he's not. Oh my God! Look at it. I looked it up today. Look at it. There's no. Bro, there's nothing. The there's nothing. He's only only time he's on the album is leave this song together. But there's no. He's there's nothing. He did nothing on that album. Nothing. Tony, look it up, bro. This no. Don't get mad about it. Just look it up. I love Outcast. I love Big Boy. He's just nowhere near Andre 3000. I'm sorry. He's not. You say like when you're not nowhere near 3000. What has Andre? Th- you're not giving me nothing that he's done without Big Boy. That's not. That's just outrageous. Nothing. The Love Below. Hey, the Love Below. Who the best Love Below. Hey y'all. That's the biggest song. There's a million. There's a million. I mean, I don't know. It's just how. What, what's your favorite? What's your What's your type? Like. He sold. Listen to me. I'm trying to tell you, Tony. They broke that album in half, right? And Big Boy shit was staying on the shelf, and the Love Below was 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 the one that was selling. That's why. That's why. That's why the record labels fucking disgusting because they did that on purpose. They're like, why would we even want you to do anything with Big Boy anymore? And I'm not. I'm not using that as a basis. I'm not using that as because I I love Outkast. But you're trying to. You're you're thinking I'm saying that that Big Boy is nothing, and I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. All I, what I'm saying is, no, what, what, is that what, the true talent of that group, the true is talent. Andre three thousand. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Now, is that, you don't think now, that's Andre nuts? three? What, what'd you say? You don't think that's nuts? No, what you're you arguing with me is nuts because you, you're talking about Tony. When what, what year were you born? Ninety four. Hey, what year were you born? Ninety four. Ninety two. You talking about somebody who grew up listening Nigga. to? Outcast. Nigga, you, I, I was I was in high school when Outcast album first dropped, and you're arguing with me about their fucking impact. And I was down south when that shit dropped. So don't and don't you're, you're trying to tell me like, like Andre no, is the talent. Andre, yes, he is the talent of that group. He always, has, he, he always been has been, but 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 when the, as, as it got, what'd you say? Has the true talent of the group done without Big Boy, other than the Love Below? Oh my God, bro! They've been a group the whole time. But see, you're, you're, you're. See, what you're doing is you're taking what I'm saying and you're turning it in what you want to turn in, so you, you can argue. Like, you acting like he Kobe left Shaq and won a ring. That ain't happened. That no, ain't happened, nigga. No, everything no, got, but, everything but Andre three thousand is, is yeah. Michael Jordan. Andre three thousand is Michael Jordan. We're fucking big boy Scottie Pippen. Oh my God, Andre three thousand is fucking Andre three thousand is LeBron James. Fucking big boy. Big boy's Marcus Salt. Big boy, big boy did the halftime show at the fucking at the the LA Rams Chicago Bears Monday night football game, and people had no idea who he was. Okay. That's big boy. Big boy Andre 3000, they would have they would have lost their fucking minds. If they had said Andre 3000, they would have lost their fucking minds. Who the fuck is big boy? 